and welcome to the Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge podcast. I'm your host, John Carlin, and this is a podcast where I tell you all about the great things happening here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And when I talk about Virginia's Blue Ridge, if you're looking for a dot on the map, look for the city of Roanoke or Roanoke County, the city of Salem, and then Botetourt and Franklin counties to the north and south of the city of Roanoke, respectively. We are altogether America's East Coast mountain biking capital. And today I'll be talking to you about GoFest. That's the big outdoor festival that's become really a cornerstone of the outdoor scene in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And I will be talking to the man that made that happen, Pete Eshelman. I'll call him the architect of the festival because he doesn't want to take all the credit for it. But uh, I know and people who know know that uh, Pete is the one that made all of this happen and now there is a, a whole cast of people who've joined in and and make it happen and he's very good at sharing the credit but Pete is the one who envisioned this and kind of made it all happen to begin with as a part of his role as director of outdoor branding for the Roanoke Regional Partnership so and this year it's going to be different I'll be talking to you about a a big move for GoFest this year as it moves from the wide open spaces along the Roanoke River at River's Edge into downtown Roanoke itself. And it's amazing to hear how they have planned to take all this stuff and find ways to make it all work in a downtown setting. And there are actually some special reasons behind that and some ways that I think will make the festival even better and more enticing and a little maybe cozier this year, if that's possible. And Pete's going to talk all about that coming up in the interview. Uh, I have to tell you that Virginia's Blue Ridge is nestled here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. The Blue Ridge Parkway passes right through the region. Uh, It's got to be no more than a mile, maybe a mile and a half from where the festival will happen this year in downtown Roanoke. And the parkway uh, sees, what, 9 million visitors, 12 million visitors every year. It seems like it's always going up. But if you want to come play in the mountains and enjoy what we call a metro mountain adventure, then you will find it here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. The hiking, the biking, the kayaking, the festivals, and so forth. And, of course, today it's all about the, the festivals. All the information about Visit VVR and GoFest will be in the show notes and at visitvvr.com, which is sort of your clearinghouse of everything that happens here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Now, speaking of playing in the mountains and enjoying that Metro Mountain thing, I just completed, as I'm recording this yesterday, a new event called the Harvest Tour. And we've talked about it here on the podcast, but it really delivered on its promise. There was about 70 people who rode bicycles here in this uh, inaugural year, and we rode about 40 miles through Botetourt County. I have to tell you, it was just like that perfect September weather. The temperature was not hot. There was no humidity, and it was almost, there was a cloud here and there, but almost a bluebird day. And we started out with a tour of the vines at Stony Brook Vineyards, which is just outside the town of Troutville. And then we got on our bikes and we rode this loop of, again, about 40 miles. We stopped at Williamson Farms. I bought some grass-fed beef, which I didn't have to carry on my bike because they had everything transferred back to the start-finish area. We stopped at Sarah's Petals, where we saw beautiful cut flower gardens. And Sarah's Petals is supplying 
those cut flowers to different florists in the area. But again, they're growing them here locally, and it's amazing to see how they do that. And they had such a, a nice, warm, and welcoming um, area there around uh, all the flower gardens, and I took lots of pictures. Then we stopped at Wheatland Lutheran Church, which has this amazing community garden, and they're growing vegetables and giving them to local people for free. And that, I mean, they had like, I don't know, tons of, of vegetables that that they've raised and given away, and we had a nice little tour of that. And we went to um, Beaver Dam Sunflowers, which uh, the Sunflower Festival was there at Beaver Dam, and uh, we hosted Candice uh, here on the podcast right before that festival, and she promised that we could ride our bikes through the sunflowers, and I did that. <laughs> I got to tell you, it was so cool. Uh, I took some pictures. You know, everybody goes to the Sunflower Festival, and they take a pictures of themselves with you know acres and acres and acres, sunflowers as far as you can see. So I got in the middle of the sunflowers and I held my bike up and took a picture and got a, a short little 10-second video clip that'll appear somewhere. But anyway, it was just really cool to, to be there and uh, to see the sunflowers. The festival's all over and they had everything from goat yoga to anything else you can imagine uh, as they went through their uh, their rotation with these sunflowers, which have pretty much passed. And now the flowers will be harvested and turned into birdseed. But anyway, uh, it was really cool, and we bought uh, a nice uh, sunflower picture, which again was transported back to the start-finish line. And then we went to Guthrie Farm, which is uh, a pollinator habitat, which was interesting. And they served us uh, some beautiful homemade uh, spreads on baguettes. And the, what I liked the best was the pawpaw spread, which uh, pawpaw is a locally grown fruit, which just kind of grows wild in the area. And uh, if you Google pawpaw and WSLS TV, you'll see the story that I did on pawpaws a few years ago. But I'd never had this pawpaw spread. It kind of tastes like bananas, I would say. Uh, and they just put it on a cracker, you know, a little piece of, 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 of bread. Um, and man, was it good. And it powered me through the rest of the ride. So I want to just give some serious kudos to Muddy Squirrel for putting on this event. So many details that go into making something like this happen, especially the first year when it goes from vision to reality. And I just have to say that it was wonderful to be riding my bike and not really training for anything, not looking at my average speed, but just kind of looking and stopping and taking it all in and having a reason to go to the rest stops and to hear how all the farming works and so forth. It was just a real farm-to-table adventure. And we took in the countryside and, of course, the views of the mountains in Botetourt County, and we were on back roads with almost no traffic. Um, it just really, really worked out great. And then when we got back to the Stony Brook Vineyards, which was the start-finish area, all our stuff was there. And Muddy Squirrel put on a nice table, a nice uh, dinner underneath a, a tent that was catered by Pomegranate Restaurant, which is a great local restaurant. And, and it was just very, very well done. And don't forget to uh, the visit Virginia's Blue Ridge Grand Fondo is coming up. That's on October 10th, and that's a Sunday, and it's another Muddy Squirrel event. It's always been growing year after year, and people drive all the way from Richmond and Northern Virginia and Bristol and Greensboro, and, you know, they'll drive hours and hours to get there for this ride. It's always amazing and extremely well done. 
And so I hope to see you out there. So you take that outdoor spirit and you distill it into a festival where all the outstanding outdoor people you can imagine come into Roanoke. We're talking about air dogs where they have a competition for dogs to jump. So we see which dog can jump the farthest into a pool of water to fetch the stick or the bumper. It's always amazing to watch and they actually have a competition and fly fishing, stand-up paddle boarding, the Banff Film Festival, unbelievable music on the stage, outdoor vendors, food trucks, restaurants, beer garden, and I'm just scratching the surface of what GoFest is all about. In past years, as I mentioned, it's been in the wide open space at River's Edge, but this year, for multiple reasons, it's been moved to downtown Roanoke, so now you've got that Metro Mountain Adventure on full display because all the things I just mentioned, all the outdoor things and more, will be set up in and around downtown Roanoke with all the restaurants, all the all the local stores, um, the, the museums, the market building, but then you throw in uh, like Orvis, Elmwood Park, um, Center in the Square, and it's all going to be snuggled in there together. And the man behind that vision, once again, is Pete Eshelman and a crew of people from Roanoke Parks and Rec, downtown Roanoke Incorporated, Visit VBR plays a role, and many others are all coming together to make it happen. And all the details and the reason why they moved it downtown is coming up next with Pete Eshelman here on the Visit VBR podcast. back to the Visit VBR podcast and joining me now is Pete Eshelman, the Director of Outdoor Branding and All Things Outdoors in Roanoke and the creator and the vision behind GoFest, my very favorite bar none festival in Roanoke every year. Pete, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, this is good. So GoFest has been a phenomenal success over the years. And this year, uh, it's going to have a different look because you're moving it downtown. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, you know, we're really excited about it. Uh, you know, one of the things we always try to do with the festival is kind of make it different every year. Um, this year uh, was definitely uh, a challenging one for multiple reasons, which I'm happy to get into. Um, we kind of, you know really view the festival as being built by the community for the community. You know, that's how a lot of people don't know, you know, we have like, I think we offer like over 120 um, different activities and workshops that, you know, people can do. And and those are put on, put on mainly by a lot of the vendors that come to it. And that's why I say it's kind of built by the community. And so we do, you know, debrief surveys after each year, kind of getting community feedback on how can we improve it? How can we make it better? And, you know, this year, you know, we kind of uh, felt the, need to kind of help out our community partners where possible and by community partners i'm talking about our vendors our stakeholders our nonprofits, our clubs our stores you know that have had a challenging past you know 12 18 months and <clears throat> so we wanted to say how can we do that so we gave everybody a 50 percent discount on vendor fees this year um, but the big thing was is we wanted to move it downtown uh, to really kind of benefit all of the the restaurants and the retail establishments that again have been struggling over the past couple of years, so that's kind of one of the reasons why we moved to downtown. Uh, the other is a little bit more. Um, I mean, everybody keeps talking about the supply chain issues and people are having a hard time getting employees. And you know, when we started, when we sat down back in May to begin planning. Um, we couldn't find any food trucks that were available to come to the festival. Um, and as you know, John, we have 
you know, about 20 different food trucks normally. So here we are, uh, you know, kind of looking forward and thinking the community is going to really come out for this festival. You know, the timing of it, they're going to want to be out and be part of it. And we aren't going to have any food or, uh, vendors for them. Um, and so that was one of our reasons, too, for considering the move downtown is we'd be able to utilize and, and, and drive business in, into all the local restaurants. And so that was a big factor as well. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited about it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be different for sure. So when somebody attends GoFest this year, is there like a home base? Is it Elmwood Park or, you know, I mean, where do you where do you even start if you want to see all this stuff? Sure. Uh, we kind of have a, a little tagline that we call uh, wander, uh, explore, discover. And, and that's, so we're going to be, and that's what this festival is going to be all about. Uh, we're going to be spanning from, you know, downtown at the city market building. We're going to have stuff on the streets around the market building and the plaza and Campbell Avenue. Uh, we're going to have stuff in Century Plaza, which is a really cool park uh, uh, that a lot of people may not know about. Um, and then we're going to have stuff on Franklin road and then leaking into Elmwood park. So there's really no central hub of the festival this year. It's kind of spread throughout that footprint. And that kind of comes back to our kind of our wander, explore, discover is, uh, you're going to have to kind of walk all over the place and check these different things out. They're going to be tucked in different nooks and crannies on streets and in little century, century plaza park, all the way down to the market building. We're going to have all these different things. One thing that we will have to make it easy for people is we're going to have these really big maps of the entire footprint. So people can see where everything is. They can see where they're located on it and they can kind of say, oh, let's go this way and explore this or let's go over here uh, and discover that as well. Outstanding. So uh, one of the one of the things that's always popular is uh, the dog jumping contest. Yep. Where, you know, where the, you know, see how far the dog can jump and land in the water. And uh, so like, where would that be, for instance? So that one is going to be on Campbell Avenue and it's going to be kind of right in front of the Alejandro, almost down on uh, Williamson Inn. So right down in front of Alejandro's um, restaurant down in there on Campbell, we're going to have the, uh, uh, the air dog uh, jumping competition. And, and uh, that one is, is being sponsored by Mass General Store. So we're able to bring that in. And that's a lot of a lot of people don't know about is it's a free festival to attend for people, which is that's part of our goal and our mission, but not free to put on. And so that's where we rely on our community partners and sponsors to be able to help make these things happen. So, yeah. So on Campbell, the ultimate air dogs, you may just walk you through some of these areas. Yeah, cool? for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So down on Campbell again, Campbell Avenue is going to be closed. Um, around the market building area. Uh, we're going to have the uh, Three Notch Brewing Local Zone stage. So we're going to have a stage on uh, Wall Street right there next to Three Notch Brewery that's going to have music going on there. So that's kind of our secondary music stage. Um, in front of Orvis, you know, we're going to have a bunch of fishing vendors and we're going to have our fly casting uh, pond there set up. Uh, right in front of the market building, we're going to have the BMX stunt show taking place. Really? And then, so you've got Campbell Avenue just closed, just locked. Campbell out. Avenue is closed from that uh, center in the square parking garage. You'll still be able to access the center in the square parking garage, but then it closes from there all the way down to uh, Williamson. Got it. Yep. So, yep. And then in that little plaza, the market plaza right by 202 and Ernie's in there, um, we're going to have our, uh, our demo pool uh, set up. So if people want to try stand up paddle boards or kayaks or canoes out, 
Um, that's where you'll go to do that as well. And then kind of throughout this whole area, we'll have picnic tables and umbrellas and shade spots set up for people so uh, that you can enjoy that. But the cool thing about the Campbell, this area, the market area is, um, you know, we're working with downtown Roanoke uh, Incorporated and uh, the, the, the ABC and you know, alcohol beverage control people, they made a change to the rules that allow these downtown organizations to apply for a special, uh, they call it a, a refreshment zone permit. Um, <clears throat> some people call it the Bourbon Street permit. Okay. Um, because what it allows people to do is you can go into any of the participating restaurants and you can get a drink uh, and, and you can leave with that drink. So, uh, so if you go into say Jack Brown's and you want to walk out with a beer, they'll put it in a cup and they put a sticker on it that said this came from Jack Brown's and you can walk around that whole zone, um, outside. So you can get a beer and go over to the music stage. You can, you can, uh, you know, get a Coke and go watch the air dogs. So you can walk around with all this, which is kind of a, a new little change that we're kind of excited about. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so then you walk down market street. And of course, you've got all, I assume all the vendors will be open, right? Yep. The vendors crazy, are they're crazy if you invite 20,000 people to their door and they don't open up, right? Yeah. So all the normal vendors that are down there in the farmer's market will be there, or at least they're invited to be there. So I, I'm with you. I'm assuming that they will be part of it. Yeah. Um, so if you're walking down Market Street towards, uh, you know, towards Elmwood, there's that little plaza off, off to your right called Century Plaza. It's kind of across from the old fire station. And we're going to have the some one with the with the ginkgo trees the behind center in the square. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't okay. sure if they were ginkgo trees, but yeah, yeah. I thought they were, but anyway, okay. Yeah, they might be. Yeah, and matter. so that's going to kind of be set up as kind of a, a little relaxing area with picnic tables and things like that. So if you need a little reprieve and you can get out of it, go over there during the daytime but sunday or friday night saturday night we're going to have the uh uh freedom first is sponsoring a silent disco the ever popular silent disco will take place in there uh friday and saturday nights and then um sunday afternoon we're going to do an oyster roast there as well so people can uh basically be able to pre-purchase uh we haven't launched this yet we should be in a couple days pre-purchase a bucket of oysters appetizers and you get some Deschutes Brewery uh, beer tastings with it as well. So that's going to be there Sunday afternoon. And so that's kind of what we're doing is we're finding creative ways to program a lot of these public spaces downtown. Um, yeah, that and that park, in my opinion, is way underutilized. Yeah. Because it's a cool space, but it's uh, the way it opens up into a not so populated area. People just forget about it. So I'm glad you're doing that. Well, and you know, there's Urban Putt Putt right there right now. Do you know that? Really? Yeah, there's like a little downtown Roanoke has like a little putt-putt course set up there that you can go participate in. Okay, so see, so there, there you go. I didn't yeah. know about it. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they've been doing it for about a week now, maybe. something. Like oh, that. okay, okay. Yeah, that won't be there during GoFest. They'll move that out. I'm not sure where they're going to put it. Hopefully, they'll put it somewhere where you can still utilize it that weekend. But And if we continue on down towards Elmwood and we hit Franklin Road, Franklin Road is going to be closed uh, between Williamson uh, and Jefferson. And we're going to have uh, like the Lumberjack show, uh, you know, member one is sponsoring that. So we're going to have the Lumberjack show set up at one end of the street, uh, a bunch of food vendors there as well. Uh, so here's more of our traditional food truck food vendors will be on this street. We're going to have a beer garden set up there and then a bunch of vendors on Franklin as well. And, um, 
And then as you walk into Elmwood Park, we'll have a bunch of vendors lining the uh, fountain walkway as you get into the park. Uh, we're going to have the, the Eno Lotus uh, Hammock Lounge. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to have... Uh, People love that. Yeah. And we'll have a bunch of kids stuff in the park too. Nature-based play stuff will be set up around for kids to participate in. We definitely realize that's one of the... Uh, downsides of moving downtown is as uh, parents are going to have to keep a closer eye on their kids. Um, that was one of the things we always heard about GoFest is like they loved it because the kids could go run around and do stuff um, and the parents could as well. So it was a win-win uh, when we were at River's Edge. So uh, we realized that this is not ideal for the parents with those kids, uh, but we're just doing the best we can. So, And then on the stage in Elmwood, um, we're going to do a bunch of cool things there. So Friday night, uh, again, free, we're going to have the Banff Mountain Film Festival um, showing there. So uh, again, thanks to Mass General Store, we're able to make that free. And um, you know, normally we do this, uh, normally we're not given a choice on the date. Usually Banff Mountain says, hey, you get September 17th, take it or leave it, uh, which is usually like a Wednesday. And so we've always done it at the, at the Jefferson Center. Right. But because of COVID, they're not sending their traveling people with it. They're actually just sending us the files. And so now we're able to choose the date uh, uh, that works for us. And so we're able to do it uh, as part of uh, part of GoFest this year. So we're uh, cool to do that. So Saturday or Friday night, we'll be showing those um, on the Elmwood stage during the day on Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have a, a bunch of different things taking place on the stage. So um Hustle Haven is going to bring some bikes and they're going to do some classes on there. Utara is going to do yoga. So it's going to be kind of all kinds of the YMCA is doing stuff. We're going to have a, even going to have break dancing going on some places kind of throughout the festival as well. So really? we're kind of mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. A little urban, ur urban twist. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lenoski is coming in and he's going to do some group rides that people can participate in. So he'll do two group rides on. Uh, well, tell like people Saturday. who Jeff Lenoski is. He's an amazing yeah. mountain biker. Jeff Lenoski, if you've been to GoFest, he's the guy that does the bike trials where he balances his bike and he jumps yeah. and puts his tires over kids' faces, inches from kids' faces, things like that. Um, he's not doing that this year. Instead, he's doing these group rides to where the community can go for a ride with him. So he's going to do like Carvin's Cove Saturday morning and Sunday morning and then do like Mill Mountain uh, Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. And so we'll be able to post details so people can go ride with him. This is kind of his new thing. He's been doing these things. Um, How so good a rider do you have to beat it? Because he's don't. amazing. You don't. And that's the cool thing. There are no drop rides. So anybody can okay. go. But then he teaches along the way. So if you come to, you know, say a, a log that's down and he'll teach you how to how to get over that log on your bike. Um, you know, kind of different technical things like that as well. So, um, and he has a, he has a great YouTube channel. It's called, it's called the trail boss. Um, yeah. and he'll be making videos of everything and, and then promoting those out. And then I asked him, I, I said, all right, well, you're not doing this ride. I just need you to ride through downtown and do tricks and stuff throughout the festival footprint. So he's going to be doing that as well. Yeah. So. He's one of those guys that what he does on a bike looks impossible. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It, it looks impossible. Trial he's riding huge. and all that. He's but. huge. He is so tall. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. But the nicest guy, you know. So we're and uh, he's been coming to GoFest since uh, I think day one or year one. So we're just, you know, he's he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. um, and then Saturday uh, night, we're gonna we're actually gonna do a ticketed concert in Elmwood. Um, and so 
last year during COVID, you know, we did that benefit concert for Project Outside, which between the concert and everything else raised uh, over $100,000 that we were then able to issue grants back into our community. So we issued 14 grants ranging from buying a skid steer for the mountain bike club to do trail work to building, uh, which hasn't started yet, but should be soon, a new uh, river access at Dixie Caverns uh, on the Roanoke River, um, you know, the tools, uh, main trail work tools for the volunteers. So we issued 14 grants, which was pretty cool. And so by doing that benefit concert, so we're going to do that again this year. So Saturday night, uh, we'll have a ticketed concert with a band called Vintage Trouble, um, which is a really cool band out of LA. They've been on Colbert show and Letterman and all these different shows. Um, amazing, just, you know, kind of rock artists. And so, uh, a lot of people have compared him to Andy Frasco, but a little cleaner. Um, so very engaging with the audience, you know, um, very interactive. Um, so again, you know, you know, people always ask like, Hey, I haven't heard of that band. And we're like, well, that's part of what our purpose is, is to introduce different music uh you know to to the to the roanoke community and and try to get bands and artists that aren't typically here uh different genres different artist names things like that and, well yeah, and it's always yeah. very popular so you've done a great yeah. job with that yeah so i think that it's like floyd, nutshell, floyd fest for a couple of nights yeah yeah and then we have a bunch of stuff going off-site as well you know and that's some things that people don't always necessarily make that connection with um, there's going to be a mountain bike race at Carvin's Cove. Creature from Carvin's Cove mountain bike race is going on. Um, we have a urban uh, kind of a, a team challenge uh, done virtually on your phone on an app called GoQuest. And so you get together teams and you do different challenges throughout the weekend. Um, and you earn points for those challenges and then you earn prizes by doing those. And so we did that for the first time last year during COVID and uh it was hugely popular uh you know like you do silly like you go to certain places you get points if you go to say mcafee knob you know take a selfie at the top there uh but some goofy things too like you had to do an outdoor gear uh fashion show with you and your team you know wearing all your different outdoor because people wearing life jackets and helmets and you know and their bikes and things and it, oh that's it was, cool it was really amazing to see you know how people got into it and everything like that and so uh so things like that will be taking place uh as well um, we are still having camping, um, which is something people always ask about. Um, well, right in the middle of Campbell Avenue, right? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be at the same spot as before at River's Edge in the baseball okay. field. Um, so we'll still have that. But then uh, we worked with Ride Solutions to have a, a protected bike lane that connects Marfield to the to the Elmwood. So kind of with cones and everything, there's gonna be a, a kind of a safer bike lane for people if they want to walk or, or bike uh, or run to and from the festival, which is exactly one mile. Um, okay. you know, so it's a lot, a lot closer than people realize. Um, you know, so I think we're have that going on as well. If you ride your bike downtown, I guess you'd probably be asked to dismount and walk through the festival stuff or not. I think it just depends on how crowded it is. I think so that's it's up to you thing. then. Yeah. It's, it's not like a regulated thing. No, they haven't given me a taser yet. So Good, good, good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, I got to congratulate you on, on finding ways to make this new and different and to, you know, uh, A, you couldn't find food trucks and, and 
B, you want the restaurants to be able to recover and let's hope the restaurants can get at least enough staff for this weekend. But cause it's been, it's been hard. I know really um, hard. Yeah, man. I was up in Montana fishing and we went into one place, a little, a little like diner restaurant in Ennis, Montana. And a, a seven-year-old girl was waiting on us. It was the granddaughter of the owner. And the girl was just so sweet. She had pigtails and she, she looked like she could have come right out of little house in the prairie. And she sat us down and brought us Cokes and all that. But, and the grandmother said, look at, you know, McDonald's is paying $20 an hour. I can't afford that. So uh, my granddaughter's helping me. And it was, it was adorable, but man, I hope we get to the point where that's gone. I hope so. You know, it's, it's, and it's not just in the restaurant world. It seems to be everywhere. There's definitely, we got all these baby boomers retiring, John. You know, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, they're all they're all retiring, and we don't have enough people coming in behind them to fill the fill the voids they're leaving behind. I can just just see retirement from where I'm sitting right now. So <laughs> you leave us baby boomers alone. Well, um, you, know, you you give me too much credit for this festival. Um, you know, it is a huge team effort. Um, Roanoke City Parks and Rec Department. You know, they crush it on this event. You know, we we have a, a weekly lunch meeting with all of our team leading up to this. So we've been meeting every week and there's about a dozen people. A lot of them are volunteers, parks and rec people that sit around this table. Um, you know, we each have our role that we play. Um, and, uh, you know, nothing would happen without the people that are around this table um, because they're the ones doing the heavy lifting and the hard lifting. So, you know, I got to give a huge shout out to the city parks and rec and all our volunteers. And so we still need volunteers. You know, uh-huh. we, we take up, I think we're at about 200 volunteers. So we kind of need a hundred more um, in order to pull it off. And then I have all the confidence that we'll get there. And we got some really cool stuff for people that volunteer. Uh, we got fanny packs and food and uh, you know shirts and all kinds of gear for them. That's one of our goals was to kind of be known as the festival to volunteer for. And so we re- try really hard to take care of uh, um you know, all the volunteers, but that supply chain issue that I talked about, I was just watching the news this morning. There's like 60 cargo containers off the port of LA, just waiting, just sitting there, right? Sitting there waiting to unload and there's not enough people to unload them. And then they're like, even once we get them off and into the warehouses, there's no people to sort them and get them out. So it's just like the slow, you know, what would have normally taken 45 days is now taking 90 plus days. And as a result, there's not as much gear out there. So one thing that we won't have as much at the festival this year is the ability is gear for people to try out. Um, You know, uh, we're fortunate Cardinal is a bicycle is bringing in the specialized bike demo trailer. They were, they had to work really hard to get that. It's going to be primarily e-bikes, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, because that's the biggest thing that they're seeing they're pushing, but there's just, people don't have the gear for people to try out. Um, you know, which is another different, different. So it'll be a little slightly different aspect of the festival in that sense too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to tell you with the e-bikes, um, I was just on a tour out West in Utah and Arizona with a group of 16 people. And I would say, uh, at six or eight, probably half of the people doing the bike portion of this tour were on e-bikes. Was this mountain or road? It was road. They were on road ones. Wow. Road e-bikes. And, yeah. uh, you know, but there was, there was a group of us who were sort of dedicated cyclists and, but the e-bike guys were just right there with us, mm-hmm. you know, and they're casual cyclists, you know, beach cruiser on vacation, occasionally ride your bike to the store cyclists. And, you know, I think everybody counts as a cyclist, but, you know, clearly if you're not riding 
four or 500 miles a month, <laughs> you know, you're, you're in a different fitness category, but with the e-bikes, they were just, you know, we were all in the group and they were just riding along, happy chatting, you know. I mean, that's what it does. It opens up the sport to so many more people. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I rode a, uh, I, I demoed an e-mountain bike once and I still had to work hard. I was just able to go farther. You know, I could cover more ground, um, you know, with the assistance of that pedal assist, but I still had to work. You know, it's yeah. not like you, you, you still have to do, you still have to put the work in. You're just able to cover more distance. So. Yeah. It's not a moped for sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I got, I've got, I digressed there a little bit. So, <laughs> um, so, so how about your vendors? Are you still going to have all the typical outdoor vendors or most of them that you would, that you would normally have the booths and the, cause I, you know, I typically buy a lot of stuff at, at GoFest cause I get so excited. Yeah. You know, um, environment. you know, that's the, like, we pulled all of our vendors back in uh, July to kind of, you know, when we were trying to decide, are we going to do the festival? We're we not going to do the festival. And um, we, we just basically, there's a three question. Are, are you, are you a yes, a no, or maybe uh, for vending at GoFest? And uh, we probably, um, I think we're going to see probably about 40% of our normal vendors really? uh, be there. And it goes back to what you're talking about. It goes back to uh, staffing. Um, a lot of people, they just don't have the employees to staff a festival for, you know, three days. Um, and so it's going to be a different mix of vendors. I think we're definitely going to see, I'm, I'm kind of, one part I'm excited about is a great opportunity for the residents uh, of the region to kind of meet all the clubs, uh, and out, you know, local people so they can get connected with them. Uh, so you're going to see a lot more of, on a local level, um, the vendors that are participating in this as well. So, okay. um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we, we spent a lot of time building relationships with these national companies. Well, when, when COVID hit, they let all their events teams go. Uh, they didn't, they had to establish their marketing, but, or their, yeah, their marketing budget and their event budget actually about a year ago now for this time. And so if you remember a year ago, you know, it was a lot of uncertainty with what was going to happen going into winter. I think so most of these companies, they didn't establish any type of events budget, um, and so they haven't bounced back from that yet. So from that sense, it's going to be different, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think you're still going to have a fantastic event. I like, I like the urban twist. Uh, I, I really think people are going to love it. I, I mean, I got to imagine that places like Orvis, which is going to now have fly fishing set up right outside its door and mass general, which is relatively new to our community mm -hmm. downtown is going to have people coming in and out and, 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 you know, that's, if there's ever a time to buy outdoor gear as an impulse purchase, it's go yeah. fast. Well, that was, <laughs> right? that was part of, that was part of the idea too, is, you know, walkabout outfitter can set up some stuff on their sidewalks, masks right. can set up on their sidewalks and Orvis can set up. And that was the other idea, trying to make it easier on them, um, you know, so they could benefit from that, you know, so. Yep. All right. So Pete, what are the dates? October 15th through the 17th. Got it. All right. So that is this year's GoFest, 15th through the 17th. And it'll be downtown this year with a new twist. And uh, it's COVID protected as much as it can be, right? Yep. It's outdoor. And we're just, we're, we're, we're constantly working with the Department of Health 
to find out what we need to be doing. And we're just waiting until we get a little bit closer to figure out what that's going to look like. Um, but for the most part, that will, won't affect the people that are attending the festival. Good deal. All right, Pete Eshman, thanks for joining us here on the Visit VBR podcast. Thank you for having me. So if you want to volunteer, there's a link in the show notes, also a link to GoFest itself. If you want to maybe see what all is planned and take it in a little more slowly, maybe over your morning coffee. And I'll also include a link uh, to that in the Visit VBR Grand Fondo uh, which I mentioned, and I'm planning to ride that, and we hope to see you here. And, you know, we hope that people will come and, and visit and ride in our mountains and enjoy a beautiful event and then take in some of the restaurants and, and everything else that Virginia's Blue Ridge has to offer while you are here. A couple of other notes, if you're planning a trip to Virginia's Blue Ridge, it is that Metro Mountain Mix. I think I've told you all about that here in the podcast. It's an outdoor playground. I talk about bicycling a lot, but I'll tell you what, I mean, especially as we're coming up now uh, on October, and that is our peak leaf season, and so many people come to the region, whether they're driving the Blue Ridge Parkway or wanting to hike in the mountains or bike in the mountains, uh, think of uh, Virginia's Blue Ridge as your destination. Come and enjoy everything we have to offer. Go out and have your outdoor uh, experience, and then come on back into Uh, one of our little communities and enjoy uh, a fantastic meal uh, or stay in one of our wonderful bed and breakfasts or the Hotel Roanoke or another hotel and just really take it all in. We've got, and then museums, uh, if you get tired of looking at the leaves, uh, there's the whole Winston Link Museum, the Transportation Museum of Virginia. That's, uh, That's really big, especially for railroad buffs. The Taubman Museum of Art is world famous. Uh, so so come and, and check out the Todman. You won't be able to miss that when you come into downtown because of the beautiful building. And then, of course, maybe you want to go shopping on the downtown market and, and or maybe go to Salem or Vinton or Rocky Mount or Buchanan. And you might be coming to town because this is sports tournament time, right? Softball, volleyball, soccer, basketball. We, we host a lot of big tournaments, national tournaments often here in the area. And we've got the fields and the gyms to support that. So uh, if you're looking for the ultimate guide on what's going on here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, just go over and check out visitvbr.com. So anyway, if you do come here and everybody's got to take a picture, take a selfie, take of your group doing whatever you do in front of the leaves, in front of the museum or at GoFest, go ahead and put it out there on your social media with the hashtag trailsetter, hashtag trailsetter, all one word. And that's just something that we're trying to promote. If you come here and you participate in our Metro Mountain Adventure, then you are a trailsetter. And we hope you'll come, especially we hope you'll come for GoFest. So thanks again to Pete for joining me here on the Visit VBR podcast. And whether you're a visitor, whether you live here, you've got to go to GoFest this year. And that is uh, coming up on October 15th through the 17th. All right. We'll have another podcast coming out soon. In the meantime, I hope to see you here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. <music>